COVID-19 has really opened a lot of people's eyes to just how much power local government has over their lives. Historically, the party that holds the presidency loses seats in the midterm elections. This bodes very badly for Democrats in the midterm elections of 2022. So the big question is, what's the Democrat legislative agenda going to look like Welcome to another episode of Fact Check. I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Bill Fian. We're in the middle of the 2021 spring election. A lot of people may be pushing the elections of 2022 far away, but in fact, happening this year, they'll be taking out signature papers again, getting ready for another Lacrosse County Board election. That's just happening in December, Bill. So that's a lot closer than what we think. So why should people be getting ready for these April elections? Why should they vote in them? And is there a big drop-off in voting from November to April? The reason that people are already thinking about the county board races of April 2022 is because the signature papers are going to go out December 1st. So that's a lot closer than people probably think or realize. And I think what has happened is COVID-19 has really opened a lot of people's eyes to just how much power local government has over their lives. And so there's a lot of people out there right now that are very unhappy about Governor Evers' lockdown orders and the way that the La Crosse County Health Department and the health director have enforced uh, those provisions. So that's going to be leading to a lot of people running as candidates for county government and again, that process is a lot closer than people might think. That's going to start December 1st of this year. And the other aspect of this is, is that people don't realize that local government has far more impact on their tax bills than the federal government. We know that 50% of people have no federal income tax liability. None. Zero. And yet, if you own the average home in Wisconsin and that's a $202,000 home, at a 3.5% mill rate, which is about what we pay in La Crosse County, you're talking about $7,000 a year in property taxes. So the government that people really pay the most taxes to are local governments, and that includes city governments, town governments, school boards, and county boards. And so I think people are finally starting to wake up to the fact that local government has a much bigger impact on their lives than what happens in Washington, D.C. And yes, one of the issues has been that Republican voters tend not to vote in the April elections. So if we look at what happened in the November election, and really it's happened in the last three elections, we see that there's an 85 to 90 percent turnout of registered voters in La Crosse County. And yet, if we go back and look at the last three midterm elections, that turnout in April is only about 25%. So, yes, a huge drop in turnout. And what's more, generally, Democrats are outvoting Republicans by a two-to-one margin in these April elections. So if we're going to see lower taxes and a less onerous county government in our lives, Conservative people have to start voting in the April elections. 
And now what are we talking about when we're looking at these local elections in La Crosse County? Who or what will we be voting for when it comes to seats? Every two years, all 29 county supervisor seats come up for election. And that election is held on the second Tuesday, or the first Tuesday, excuse me, in April. You know, recently, I've heard reports that Steve Doyle is already busy recruiting candidates for that race. Uh, it appears that uh, a number of Democrats on the south side of La Crosse and County Board uh, are not planning on running again. So um, there seems to be this grassroots movement that we talked about earlier that's in response to COVID-19. And a lot of these people are reacting to what's happened here in La Crosse County. If you want to read about uh, La Crosse County's draconian plans uh, for COVID-19 that included COVID jail and COVID police with handcuffs, you can go to wisconsinspotlight.com and uh, read the article on La Crosse COVID jail. But this was all stuff that was obtained through Freedom of Information Act requests. But a lot of people find it really shocking the uh, extent that people in La Crosse County government had made plans to do these things. One of these groups that uh, I'm familiar with calls itself La Crosse Liberty. And uh, this is not a group that has any political party affiliation, but they have over 400 members on Facebook. And uh, I recently attended one of their meetings and there were 50 people there on the day of the Packers NFC Championship game. So they actually held their meeting, ran during the Packers game. So uh, that's a real interesting thing that's going on right now. It's kind of like what happened with the Tea Party movement in 2009. These groups are, are popping up. There's another one in Trumplow County, and uh, they all have Liberty in their name. So I'm calling this the Liberty groups that are coming up. And you also talked briefly before we hit the record button about the November midterm elections of 2022. What can we expect there? Well, of course, the headline race in November of 2022 is going to be for the governorship of Wisconsin. And uh, I think that Tony Evers is going to be facing a difficult reelection. Uh, there were a lot of people in this state who really didn't like uh, his lockdown orders and mask mandates uh, related to COVID-19. And uh, you could really see the evidence of this and the fact that they tried to recall him during a presidential election campaign. That wasn't Republicans that were trying to recall the governor. Republicans were focused 100% on state races, congressional races, and the race for the presidency. So I think that's an indication that he's not a very popular governor with a lot of people in this state right now. And the person who's likely to give him the strongest challenge is former Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish. Rebecca Clayfish, eight years as Lieutenant Governor, and she's been traveling the state for the last decade doing fundraisers for Republican legislative candidates. And she's also attended many, many Lincoln dinners and caucuses as a speaker. She is beloved by the grassroots people in the Republican Party. These are the people that knock on the doors, make the phone calls, put up the signs. And I believe that she is going to be a formidable candidate for the Republican nomination for governor. 
And like you said, she's one we're keeping our eye on. And she hasn't confirmed anything, at least to me yet. I know I chatted with her a while ago, and she said she wasn't ready to make any sort of declaration. But definitely something to look out for, as we are already on another governor's race for Wisconsin. And also when we're looking at our senators, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, that's been a big question that we've talked about in the Wisdom Newsroom. Is he going to be running again? And I don't think anybody knows the answer to that. Ron Johnson obviously has been a very popular U.S. Senator. Should he choose to run again, he has a great chance of re-election. But where this question becomes very interesting is, should he choose not to run for re-election, it's going to open up some opportunities for other candidates. One of those candidates is Kevin Nicholson, some people may remember that he lost the Republican primary to Leah Vukmir three, four years ago now. So in the event that Ron Johnson should decide not to run for re-election, look for Kevin Nicholson to run for United States Senate. And in the event that Johnson does run, look for Kevin Nicholson to get into the race for governor. It seems like we were just talking about Ron Kind and Derek Van Orden and the tight race that we saw there, and he's also going to be back on the ballot. Right. These races, they just seem like they never stop, but Ron Kind is in big trouble. Historically, the party that holds the presidency loses seats in the midterm elections. On average, they lose about 25 seats. This bodes very badly for Democrats in the midterm elections of 2022. And Ron Kind is the only Democrat incumbent to win re-election in a congressional district that was won by President Donald Trump. In addition to that, we'll see redistricting, and the maps may be different going into that election. And any changes in the maps would definitely make the district more friendly for a Republican challenger. Derek Van Orden gave Ron Kind the toughest race that he's had in 24 years, losing by only one and a half points. So it looks like Ron Kind is going to have a heck of a tough time being reelected after 26 years in office. And when we're looking at the year 2020, what can history tell us as it relates to success or failure for a political party? Because me personally, who doesn't have as much experience in politics, I like to look back and think, well, there's a cycle or something to it. But you have more expertise in this than I do, Bill. What does the election of 2020 tell us and what can we expect going forward? There is a cycle and these are called midterm elections. And historically, Whichever party holds the presidency loses seats in the midterm elections. We saw that when Barack Obama was president and Democrats had the same situation they have now. They not only controlled the presidency, but they controlled the United States Senate and the House of Representatives. And the historic piece of legislation they passed was the Affordable Care Act, also called Obamacare, and the backlash from that resulted in Republicans making big gains in state legislatures and in Congress in the midterm election. So there's certainly the potential that we're going to see a repeat. In that midterm election in 2010, Democrats lost 63 seats in the House of Representatives and six seats in the United States Senate. 
And we've already talked about how vulnerable Congressman Ron Kine will be going into that election. Yes, the, the history clearly favors Republicans to pick up a lot of seats in Congress in November of 2022. And as we are continuing to go forward in our election cycle, Bill, what are some of our takeaway points? You know, we're in the middle right now of the 2021 spring election, closer than we think to those midterm elections. What should we be thinking about now as those balls are rolling? Well, I think that what we're, what we're thinking about right now is that history is on the side of Republicans going into 2022. Not only, as we mentioned, they lost a lot of seats in Congress, but in 2010, and again, this is before legislative redistricting happened, the new maps didn't come out till 2012, but after Obamacare was passed at the federal level, Republicans were elected to the Wisconsin State Assembly. They went from 46 to 60 seats, and in the state Senate, they went from 15 to 19 seats and Governor Scott Walker was elected. So the big question is, what's the Democrat legislative agenda going to look like? We already know that Joe Biden's canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He's proposed a $15 minimum wage. He's trying to open up immigration illegally through the southern border. He stopped construction on the wall down there. And so it remains to be seen, will Democrats pass big tax increases, because if they do, now we know what history shows us is the likely outcome for them, which is uh, a loss of power in the midterm elections of 2022. Well, thank you, Bill. And please feel free to keep up with this conversation. Share your thoughts by joining our Fact Check WIZM group on Facebook. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode for Fact Check. I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Bill Fian. 